Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. <laughs> and today's episode is going to be a pop culture roundup of the things we are watching, listening to, and reading. Outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram, Megan and Wendy LSS. And you can also find us in our private Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. And I have to say that on Instagram, Wendy has been joining us in stories. She's actually been posting more than I have lately. And I love it. And the people love it. And so if you haven't seen her there, head on over because it's a whole new world over there. It's so fun. <laughs> the people love it. They do. <laughs> you can also email us always at meganandwendy at gmail.com. And we have an email from Tara today. We do. And the title of Tara's email is Summer Bummer. It says, See? Thank yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> Hi, friends. By the way, I'm going to tell you right now that Tara wins the uh, Summer Bummer Prize. Hi, friends. I broke my ankle on June 6th and was in a cast no weight bearing until July 22nd and no driving because it's my right ankle. Thank the heavens for generous friends and for living in the future where online shopping, DoorDash, Instacart, and Lyft have been invented, even if my banking account doesn't appreciate my copious use of those services. Any plans I had for fun days at the river or weekend getaways were crushed. Maybe next summer? Hopefully by then, fun will be a thing again. I like to imagine this was the universe's way of keeping me home so my anxiety didn't go haywire with the world opening up prematurely and my 10-year-old still unvaccinated. I'll just keep believing that. Thanks for keeping it real, Tara. Tara! Uh, as someone who broke her arm, I the, the excruciating pain I feel for Tara for breaking her ankle is awful. I'm so sorry. That's awful. Well, and Tara lives in a home with stairs, so getting up and down stairs when she wasn't allowed to put weight on it, like she wasn't even in a boot until much later, I just can't even begin to imagine the gymnastics that go into, you know. Sleeping on the couch downstairs or a, <laughs> an extra bedroom if they have it. And maybe is she using one of those like rolly cart thing, Not a cart, but those rolly things to put your knee on to like scoot around the house. I do think she had one of those. Yes. Oh, that's but a drag. Unfortunately, it would not carry you up the stairs. That was the part that I thought, oh my gosh, you have to like three-year-old yourself up the stairs. Like go down on your tummy. So that's what I'm imagining you doing. <laughs> Tara, just sliding backwards down the stairs. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. But I'm glad that things are better, but I am sorry. That really is a bummer. If you have more summer bummer stories, feel free to email us, meganandwendy at gmail.com. We can commiserate, I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. I would like to ask you a question. I'm, li I'm listening. I'm going to give you a scenario. Yesterday, I was at a baseball game and a foul ball went into the stands. Oh, we got her. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh -huh. And it was, it went into an area that was not very crowded. So a man goes running to where the ball is and then he sees from the opposite direction there's a child also running towards the ball. So the man backs off, walks away, the kid picks up the ball, everyone cheers. Life goes on. But from behind us, someone says, Man, why? Does the kid deserve the ball more than the adult? He goes, maybe that guy has a lifelong dream of getting a baseball at a game. So I know what I would do. And I know my feelings about this. But I'm curious. We've seen this happen before where someone catches it and they give it to a kid. We've mm -hmm. also seen like where there's like kind of a, a scramble for the ball and someone grabs it directly out of a child's hands. I think that's a different situation. 
don't grab it out of a child's hands. But what are your thoughts on this particular moral dilemma? Well, as you're telling me the story and you said that, you know, explaining how like the man and the kid are both going towards the ball, I thought, what an asshole. He probably totally grabbed it from that kid. And then <laughs> and then he gives it to the kid and the guy says something behind you. And I kind of like, that's a fair point. Maybe, maybe that, how often does a ball come into the stands that you can actually get right this could be a lifelong dream maybe he's a huge angel fan whoever hit that ball whatever right i've probably been to hundreds of angel games in my life hundreds so if this were me i'm i'm gonna have another opportunity there are multiple foul balls in a game no this is not gonna be my one and only you just contradicted what I said because I like what are the chances that you're actually gonna get one? There's well, there's many... forty thousand people there, so it's right? still a slim chance, right? right. That it's gonna come yes. to you. Yeah. And there was we were at a game. I was with my daughter once, and I was sitting in a section where a man caught two foul balls, oh, and he out. brought the second one over to my daughter. Oh, um, that's nice. Which was very nice. But if you catch the ball fair and square, I do think there's a bit of pressure from the stadium to hand it to a child but should there be i don't know the kid doesn't care about the ball once they've left the stadium right so the guy continued to talk about it and he was like that kid's not gonna care like that's a 30 second moment for that kid and he fucking wow maybe he would be certainly there are young baseball fans but you know like you said maybe it's this guy's first baseball game and it's his lifelong dream to catch this ball I think I would probably give it to the kid too, but I do think that was definitely a fair point made. And if you're anything like my husband, then you just come home and you buy a ball off of freaking eBay or from some auction site <laughs> or some crap like that. We've got so many signed baseballs in our office that is ridiculous. So, I mean, I just doesn't I get... quite have the I caught the ball hit by so-and-so <laughs> at the game, right? It doesn't, but but yes, I hear you. <laughs> All right, let's talk another scenario. Okay. So last week, my friends invited my kids and I to a water park. And I said yes right away because I knew my kids would have a great time. But then I immediately went through the, oh, wait, does this mean I need to be in a bathing suit? Does this mean I need to go down slides? And then I was envisioning what that day looks like because if I'm in a bathing suit, that means I need to be walk. It's not like, mm-hmm. go you ahead. know, when I go to the beach, I'll wear a cover up to the beach. If I'm going to go in the water, it's like a brief situation, like take it off, get in the water. As soon as I get back out, I'm covered up. If you're at a water park, you are in your bathing suit walking around all day long. Mm-hmm. And I really went to that place of, I don't really want to do that. And I was having some body issues as we all do. And then I checked in with my friends saying, you know, are you going to go on the slides? And they said, yes. So look, I went for it. Put on a bathing suit. I'm actually going to leave a link in the show notes for my favorite bathing suit of the summer. It's an Amazon suit. It's inexpensive. I It was a recommendation on Instagram and I immediately went and purchased it and it is a good hold everything in place suit. Comes in a ton of prints. I bought mine in a ridiculous lemon print, but I really like it. So if you're like, but I need a suit that's not going to fail me on a water slide, this is the suit for you while still being very cute. Anyway, I put on the suit. I did sunless tan the night before. <laughs> Oh. So I felt a little bit better about myself. But honestly, once we were walking around, first of all, nobody cares. Do you know how many people's bodies I looked at? Zero. <laughs> looked at 
no one's body. I do not care what anybody looks like. And I would imagine 99% of the rest of the people do not care what anybody looks like, especially the moms that are like following their tween daughters around the water park. Well, first of all, everybody is worried about themselves, that they're not looking at anybody else, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, I had a great time. It's been 15 plus years since I've been to a water park. Uh I had a really good time. It was very fun. Also, it was very hot. So I would have been miserable if I had been the person just sitting on a lounge chair waiting for them to go by every once in a while because it was hot and humid. So I am glad that I did the fun thing and I rode slides and hung out and just let it go. Okay, so many questions. One, okay. did you bring did you bring Mega Babe with you? Yes, ma'am. Not only did and I apply it before leaving, but I took it in my little bag that I took into the park. And you reapplied during the day? I did at lunch. <laughs> there you go. Did you have any like problems with chafing? You know, None. Hot None. thighs. Mm-mm. No, good. What what kind of like attendance had the water park? Have? It didn't feel extra crowded. I will say that my feeling about amusement parks that are not Disney is none of them have the Disney efficiency. So, you know, these teenage kids that are loading kids on this people on the slides just don't really have a lot of hip hip in their hooray. So there's no urgency. Mm hmm. So the lines moved slow, and there were a lot of things broken. Like, we got to the front of a line, and then the ride broke, or there would be two slides and only one would be working, or the ride would require tubes, and you'd be standing at the top waiting for the tube return to haul them up because they only have exactly the number they need. So that slowed things down, but it wasn't wall-to-wall people. It didn't feel extremely crowded, but there was a there was a wait for the slides. I see. I get a little nauseous riding water slides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I get uh, motion sick. I guess. Okay. I like. I do not enjoy it whatsoever. Like we've been to like Great Wolf Lodge. I did not go in because I knew I would get like mm-hmm. ugh, funky, and that's really not a place you want to like sit by the pool all day long. It's really not that fun. And anyway, I did. They have like those crazy like tubes where they like go around in a million circles and then you end up in the wash and all that stuff? Or is it just like a straight, like, you know, did you hear that? (laughs) They have a variety of slides. Have you ever been to Raging Waters? Uh, Never. No. uh -uh. This is only my second time ever. I did not ride every slide that our group rode. So I don't like the speed slides. No, thank you. Because you kind of like catch air and and we watch people coming down and like the bigger you are, the harder you kind of slam against the slide. So the kids just kind of fly down, but the adults come down, (laughs) like arms every direction, smacking into the side of the slide. No, thank you. First Uh, of all, I'm 46 years old. My back would hurt so bad at the end of the day. I would be like hopped up on Advil. There's no way. (laughs) There's no way I could do it. Also one slide that you go down face first. That was a big no for me. (laughs) Fortunately, we had. So the boys, our teenagers, went off on their own and they were just given times to meet up, meet up for lunch and then meet up at the end of the day. But we stayed with our 11-year-old girls. And there was fortunately one mom who was game for anything. And so the other two of us, uh, we skipped out on a couple. I also won't do anything that's like an individual slide, just your body fully enclosed. So we did enclosed slides where you're in a raft because those have a much bigger circumference. I don't get 
super claustrophobic although i do have to remind myself to like breathe slowly the entire time and it's over quickly but if it's like an enclosed tube just you lying down on your back no way i will have a full-blown panic attack plus the water inside <laughs> no that is like i'm like it's gonna fill up with water and i'm going to die that's my feeling <laughs> those ones make me sick too those are the worst actually for me yeah, I, I don't enjoy those. So when I say I had fun, I had a, a moderate amount of fun. I'm not like the fun mom who went on every single ride, but I was certainly participating. Okay, this brings me to my next question. Have you ever seen the documentary called Class Action Park? <laughs> not the time. I haven't. I know what you're talking about. Probably now is not the time for me to watch it. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's called Class Action Park. It's currently on HBO Max. It came out in 2020. It is about a water park that was ill-designed and a whole bunch of people got hurt. I think there was one or two deaths, but it just kept on trucking. And yeah, I'm I'm dying to know from the listeners if anybody has ever been there. I believe it's in New Jersey, but if I, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, email me. But let us know if you've been there or if you've seen the documentary. Megan, Is it closed now? I have to assume so. Ah! Uh, I have a feeling like it's not oh. like they it has maybe been like sold and repurchased and reconfigured, but I don't know for sure if it's open still or not. So the reason I asked you about like the, the attendance at the park yesterday, I was watching live on Hulu the 30th anniversary of Lollapalooza live from Chicago. And it was a sea of people mm -hmm. like it like the aerial shot looked like little bees like mm -hmm. on a <laughs> on a hive it there was i i read the i read the stats i think it was 100,000 people over 4 days so like the attendance was 1,000 people each day mm -hmm. and you know they're not all this i mean it could be the same people but it's likely they're not and it was an outdoor event but oh how do you feel about like that many people in that kind of space with like no masks but you're outside here's here's the caveat though they were required to show proof of vaccination or a negative covid test prior to entry right and, and i think I that know. changes the game a little bit let me say that music festivals are not and never have been my thing i don't i I there's zero part of that that I would enjoy. I like live music. A festival feels like a sweaty, dirty, <laughs> overwhelming, claustrophobic mess to me. It does not speak to me at all. So mm -hmm. looking at that on that level alone, I've seen those pictures. I saw someone on Twitter was like, looks like you're bolognese sauce and you add too much meat. And like all the little Oh people. my God, that's hilarious. That is the best description I've ever heard. They win Twitter. That's hilarious. And so that doesn't appeal. You know, I don't know. I'd be curious to see, you know, it may say a lot about how well our vaccines work if things are okay after that. Because Honestly, I think the reality going forward is that this is going to be our life for a while. And so, I don't know. I I wouldn't go. I think, you know, requiring a vaccination or a negative test is the way to go. But I'm really curious to see what we hear about the numbers. I will say that 
I think the CDC has done a terrible job communicating in the last couple of weeks in terms of how they speak about vaccinated people, because every time they say, like, you are just as likely to transmit as someone who is unvaccinated, and then people get on and they have to explain what that actually means. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're in a state of very confusing and conflicting information about what it means to be vaccinated in the face of the Delta variant. So... I don't know how I feel about Lollapalooza as a whole. I know that it is not for me. Would you ever um, go? Like, COVID aside, is that something that would excite 30 years ago? <laughs> right. But would you go now? Like, Foo Fighters are playing. You've got tickets. Would you go? They played last night. I watched it from the comfort of my couch. And so that, that works for you. That totally worked for yeah. me. I had posted on my Instagram that, like, you know, at least I had a clean bathroom and, like, the beer is cheap at home. Like, I don't have to <laughs> sit in a wall of people. And no. Yeah, it was great. We watched it from the couch for two hours. It was fan-freaking-tastic. But no, as a 46-year-old woman, I have no no uh, desire to go the, to those kind of festivals anymore. Those were my thing when I was young, but no. So anymore. you would have gone or you did go as a younger person? I did. 1992 here in uh, at Irvine Meadows in Southern California. I went to Lollapalooza. Saw Pearl Jam and Ice Cube and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was fantastic. Speaking of old lady, we are supposed to go see the Eagles at Ooh. the Forum, which uh -huh. the Forum is a fantastic yes. place, especially I, for sound. I think my husband has tickets to that. Uh huh. I know. It was postponed from 2020. Now it's supposed to be uh, November this year. Mm -hmm. Who knows if that's going to happen or not? I don't know because the Forum is an enclosed former basketball arena i don't i don't i'm not like jazzed to go like i want to go because i want to see the eagles because i right. like the eagles and there's only they're only going to be touring for so much longer and but i don't want to go like indoors and like sit next to people and like wear a mask and like try to sing hotel california with a mask on i don't know i don't i just don't i don't I, i'm not i'm not jazzed about it are you going are you gonna go i'm not sure if we have one or two mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you can just like go sit in the bathroom or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he says we probably only have one because I'm a hater. Oh, it's true. Okay. This okay. is true. Megan like, makes her husband go to concerts alone because she won't go. Well, he goes to 20 plus a year in a normal year. So I'm going to a few this year outdoors. <laughs> but it's true. I am a hater. Anyway, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back to talk pop culture and everything we've been loving and maybe not so much loving. All right, guys, we are back and we are going to talk what we've been listening to, what we've been reading, and what we've been watching. And we're going to jump right in and start with what we've been listening to. And Wendy, I need you to start with the number one thing on your list because I'm dying. What I've been listening. Why are you dying about that? I've been listening to a whole weekend worth of Doobie Brothers, Loggins and Messina, and a ton of country music on the Garth channel on Sirius XM Radio. Why is that funny? It's just funny to see the Doobie Brothers as the number one thing on your list of what you've been listening well, to in 2021. This is the thing. I okay, First of all, I grew up listening to that music. My dad listened to it. I oh, love it. They're playing it. October 9th, so my husband says. <laughs> Where? The, the, the Doobie Brothers are? Yes. Shut up! Oh, shit. I might have to go. <laughs> you want to go with my husband? <laughs> <laughs> He's always looking for a concert, love, buddy. 
I love me some Michael McDonald. That's so funny. I love the Doobie Brothers. I got in the car on Saturday morning. I was going out to get a bagel for my kid and like the Doobie Brothers came on and I was like, oh yeah, this feels good. And then like I, you know, put it on Spotify or whatever. And like Kenny Loggins, I love Kenny Loggins. Me too. Just, I like, oh God, so good. Anyway, and the country music on the Garth channel is a little hit or miss. Do you listen to the Garth channel? Regularly, yes. You know, it's like his favorite music uh-huh. or whatever. So it's so not always like country. Some, not always country. There's some good like... uh you know, country music on there. Last night he played some Creed. And my oh. husband's like, Creed. And I was like, don't be a hater. Creed's pretty good. They have had some good songs. I saw them in concert uh, at the Universal Amphitheater in uh, 1999. Anyway, that's that's what I've been listening to. It just, it puts me in like a good, like, state of mind. You know, there's yeah. just, there's just not current music that makes that kind of like, feel good throw it on relaxy in your backyard or in your car sing along type songs anymore do you know what i mean it's all i like... do i hear you i look i like the garth channel but garth can get a little wordy sometimes we're like okay garth like he'll tell oh, you when like, he comes on mm-hmm. to introduce like whatever yeah. and he'll tell you like the entire backstory as to why he loves that song and like how i love the song because my dad used to listen to it to me <laughs> when i was like, going out into the field whatever the... well like i like it because like you'll hear a mix of like garth songs and then you'll hear like some george Strait, and then mm-hmm, there'll be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe a kelly clarkson and then like a pink you know it's yes it's it's a weird mixed bag but i'm into it I like it too. I, I love. It. I really, I really love like '90s country music. Yes. I, I just don't. I don't know who like the current like day Same. country musicians are. I have Same. no idea. But if you put a Faith Hill on or a Tim McGraw, I'm so into it. You gotta, so into you, it. Got to listen to the Y2 country station because that's oh, okay. really that like throwback. Not not oldies country, but it's like that '90s oldies thousands <laughs> country. Y2 like as in like the year 2000 country. Uh-huh. Seashore. Write it down. I will put it. I don't know if I have it saved already. I don't think so. But yeah. I am listening to a podcast. So last week, my Megan and Wendy approved item was rom-com pods. And I mentioned that I really liked the first two seasons, but had been saving the third. And talking about that really made me dive into the third. And so I started listening. And you guys, it's so good. You know, when you recommend something, you're like, man, I hope it's as good as I remember it being. It's so entertaining. This show, this season is about... Um, a woman who runs reality shows, and in this particular case, it's a reality cooking show, and she gets sent to England to run a spinoff of the show she had been working on. It's super entertaining. If you if you like a romantic comedy story, I would say they're PG thirteen. I've been thinking ever since you mentioned. Like, is it a Hallmark movie? Look, they're not super racy, but they're not so, like, pure and clean, like, Hallmark movie. So, anyway, I just want to say that it has lived up to my personal hype. I'm enjoying season three. Showmance of rom-com pods. Okay, am I going to... Would I like it? For real. It has, like, a... I mean, they're short episodes. You could get one episode, 30 minutes, and see... How you feel? Do you like a romantic comedy movie? Yeah. Yeah. You might. You might. It's entertaining. It's a, Does it's it make a, you 
laugh out loud listening to it. No. But it's not trying to. It's not. I would not say it's that kind of funny. I just find it entertaining and nice to. I just. It's a nice break. It's a nice break from a lot of like the newsy, murdery. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just pure entertainment. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll try that. But listen to what I did try and I absolutely hated it. And please, people, don't come for me. But it was the Glennon Doyle podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. No, is this a new podcast? I've never listened to it. I, th- I think it is. First of all, I didn't know that they moved from Florida to Southern California recently. Oh, I, I didn't that know that like either. The whole family, including the ex-husband. Oh, wow. Yeah, it just... Okay. I mean, that's cool. But it was just... It, she's... She speaks on the podcast like she writes, so it's like too, I want to say lyrical, but that's not the word. Do you know what I mean? I understand what you're saying. It's not like conversational. It's like get to the freaking point. I don't need all this like color around it. Right. So it's (laughs) perhaps beautiful to listen to, but it's not serving you. It's not working for you. It is not for me. You want to hear someone talk like they would talk. Yeah, not how they would write. I get it. I totally and and maybe maybe that's how she talks in real life. I don't I don't know, but I don't know who she does the podcast with. But she calls her sister all the time, and they go back and forth, sister, sister, sister. This and I'm like, I I, I'm out, I'm out. And I really wanted to listen to an episode that got a lot of feedback, and it was about parenting. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to this. Nope. And I like Lynn Doyle. I've read her books. Yeah, but yeah, not for me. Not for me. All right. Good to know. But I'm dying to know if there's like some hardcore listeners out there. Tell me what I'm missing. Like fill me in on like the what, why I should be listening to these podcasts. Well, also some things are just not for you and it doesn't make them bad. Sometimes it's like, hey, Mm -hmm. I am glad that you enjoy that thing and I do not enjoy that thing. And both can exist. Oh, of course. The next thing I'm listening to is a collaboration between Caroline of G Thinks Just Bought It and Jackie of Natch Butte, two podcasts, and they produce a mini episode every week. And I, I'm not sure if they each do a mini episode or if they alternate. I think there's a mini episode on one channel one week and then the following week there's a mini episode on the other person's feed. Um, I like both of them individually. I like both of their podcasts, but I really like these there are many episodes. I just like their conversational style. I like, you know, they'll be like, we're going to talk about makeup palettes. We're going to talk about what to put in your airplane bag. I mean, they kind of remind me of us. Like, it's the same kind of conversation. Hmm. Oh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot scratch that itch with my own podcast because I create it. So it's nice. They were my one of my walking podcasts of choice back when I was doing that early in the morning. So We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We are. It's coming back. So that is another podcast that I'm loving. I used to listen to Jackie Johnson on Natch Butte all the time. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <clears throat> I haven't listened to her in a while. She makes me laugh. I remember first hearing her on, it was either Totally Lame or it was a oh. Slumber Party podcast. And I it might have been Slumber Party I think podcast Slumber Party. with Allie and Georgia. And she's got like a real country, like... <laughs> accent which is like so cute and then like 
but her like look does not match like the voice at all to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just like her. She's like quirky and fun, and I haven't listened to her podcast in a really long time. I'm gonna have to revisit that. Yeah, I like her, and I don't listen to the G thinks. That's all part of that like juggernaut, isn't it? Of Forever Thirty Five. I don't Which think so. I, I thought it, I thought G thinks was a spinoff of Forever Thirty Five. That's if that's true. That's brand new news to me. I don't. I'll do some googling and put it in the show notes. But I haven't listened. I I don't think I've ever listened to that podcast to be honest. Because they talk about products that I would likely buy, right? Yeah. So I don't know. is always... that the podcast we want to be? Is that why I don't want to listen to it? I don't know. Well, it's so funny because you know I love the podcast, and they're like, we don't ever talk about other po- podcasts because we don't want you to listen to other podcasts. <laughs> like, oh, no, um, no, 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 no. But it's always an interview style at the beginning. So whoever her guest is, they have a conversation, and then they get into the you know product suggestion. Although I think that's evolved yeah, yeah. more. Like I think it used to go more like directly to the product, and now it's a little more conversational up top. And so mm-hmm. she has some really interesting guests on, and I do enjoy listening to their product recommendations. So, and they're like hugely varied. So that's really fun. Yeah. What's your next listening? Cool. A little bit of a throwback. It's a brand new podcast, but it is called Drama Queens, and it is a One Tree Hill recap. <laughs> and it features the female leads of One Tree Hill, Hillary Burton Morgan, Sophia Bush, and Bethany Joy Lentz. Who, Lentz, I think is how you say it. Lentz. Anyway, I love it. It's like deep dive into like each episode of how they were feeling, what was going on in their lives at the time, blah, 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 blah. Is Sophia Bush going to go there? Because no, she's got some waiting. drama. I'm waiting for it, which is really funny because they're like, we're going to have a bunch of guests. And I'm like, is Chad Michael Murray going to guest on this show? Because I can't believe it if it's going to happen. Shocked. I don't know the backstory. I know they got married and they were married for a very short time. I thought he cheated on her with Paris Hilton because they were in like some horror movie together or some crap like that. This is 2000, you know, gossip fodder here but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i i'd be i mean how can you not have chad michael murray on well, he think... was like the, the lead of the show for many years i don't know so i just googled it and it says oh. she says the producers exploited her breakup with chad michael murray i think there was oh. some ugliness that happened that's interesting because it does walk this fine line of like they talk about things how they were very vocal about how, like, I don't want to be doing this, like, sex scene in the back of a car. I'm a teenager. This is inappropriate. You know, so. Oh, uh-huh. I, Did you watch the show I when it was on the air? Yes, I loved it. I've never seen an episode. You need to watch it. It's really good. Okay. It's I really, will. really good. Uh, I don't think I watched the entire run of the series because it did go for on for many, many years and they had like their leads drop off uh-huh. and they had like, you know, secondary characters come in. I uh, I think Sophia Bush was on it the entire time. I really like her, actually. I really enjoy her on Instagram as well. But it's a good show. I like it. And I may be revisiting it. Well, maybe Very we should soon. both watch it so we can talk about it. I've never seen it, but we'll talk a little bit about my TV watching in a minute. But 
Before we get to that, my last listen is not a new podcast, but I listened to it earlier this summer, and it is called In Your Own Backyard. And while it is a few years old, there was a recent break in the case. It's the disappearance of Kristen Smart. And I will not tell you what the recent break in the case is, just in case you are fully unfamiliar. You can go in completely blind, but a quick Google will give you all the information that you need if you need to know what you're going into. But essentially, this she was a college student who went missing in San Luis Obispo, and she was he, the creator of the podcast. That was the area that he was from, or she was from the area that he grew up. It's one of those two. Either she went missing where he was from, or she grew up where he was from. And he was just interested in why this case had never been solved. And Wendy, I know you listened to this podcast. And mm-hmm. you had said, why hasn't he done? He has done one follow-up episode. And you said, why hasn't he done a follow-up episode following the break in the case? And there is a July 6th. There are two episodes, July 6th, called The Beginning of the End, Part 1 and Part 2. Have you heard those? Yes, I listened to them already. Okay. Because I I'm do think up. they credit him a little bit with reopening interest in the case. Yes. Yes. So that's... Really interesting. So that's really cool. It's an interesting investigative murdery podcast. But, you know, some I find some murdery podcasts to be like a little scary to listen to. For mm-hmm. some reason, this one isn't that way for me. Like I've listened to a couple episodes of My Favorite Murder with Wendy in the car. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> but this doesn't give me that creepy feeling. No, it's it's true, like, like investigative. I yeah, think true he's crime. really trying to, like, figure it out, you know. Yeah, it's it's good. I thought it was a little slow, but but I enjoyed it. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And there's kind of an Orange County connection there because some of the major players moved to Orange County post disappearance. But it's it's a loose connection, but there's some Orange County discussion. So anyway, a friend had recommended it. A while back. Thank you, Karen. And I finally listened. And I think it's worth a revisit if you haven't ever listened to it. I know you're like, oh, that podcast is four years old. Why would I start it? But I do think it's not everything old is trash. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, let's talk about what we're reading. Go ahead, Wendy. Just get this out of the way. Uh, My note says zero reading, zero things. (laughs) I've read nothing. So you go ahead, Megan. Okay, so... I've been reading a a fair amount this summer, but the three books that I would recommend of what I've read this summer, we do have a summer reading guide that we'll link. My favorite book from the summer reading guide, I've already talked about this, but I just want to mention it right here, is Project Hail Mary. That book delivers if you like science fiction, if you enjoyed the movie The Martian, if you enjoyed the book The Martian, it is the same author, Andy Weir. I Loved that book. Best book of the summer by far. Anyone who asks for a book recommendation, that's the book I recommend. So I'm putting that out there. That is fan-freaking-tastic. And I loaned my book to a friend and she was like, oh, it's taking me so long because I feel like I have to understand like all the science of what he's talking about. That's not how I read this book. I'm like, I don't need to understand this. I'm never going to space. Also, half of it is made up. Like We have not left our current galaxy. So I don't feel like I need to understand the science to listen. So just know that I read the book like, oh, that's very interesting, but I'm never going to internalize that information and just kept enjoying the story. Highly recommend. Um, The next book is Golden Girl 
by Ellen Hildebrand. And let me tell you, in my mind, I always say Elin because her name, first name is spelled E-L-I-N, but I do believe it's pronounced Ellen. She writes a novel every summer. She writes about, uh, her novels are always about Nantucket. And this book was a slightly different. I don't really want to tell you why, but it has a slightly different take. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's the story of a family and all the players, both from, you know, adult children on up through the parents. I really enjoyed this. It's definitely one of my favorites of hers. I've read every single one of her books with the exception of her like Caribbean Island winter series. I couldn't get through the first one. And so I never read the follow-ups. Those were a do not finish for me, but I really enjoy her books. I think pretty much any of them are a nice summer read and it makes me want to go to Nantucket, move to Nantucket. I want to live there year round. (laughs) I really have never felt the desire to live somewhere that I've read about in a book that I do about Nantucket when I read Does your husband want to move to Nantucket? I don't think so. I've never, I've (laughs) never discussed it with him. It's the problem with Nantucket is it's hard to get to. Like, you know, you got to go to Boston and then you got to take a ferry. It's, it's a lot. So it's never going to happen. I've never even been there, but she writes it in a way that I'd really like to go. And my last book is The House on the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. And... This book really was kind of unlike anything I've ever written, ever read, excuse me. I just thought it was a really sweet story. I was trying to find ways to describe it. So I was looking at Goodreads and someone described it as similar to Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. That book is much darker to me than this book. This book has a really sweet light feeling to it. So many of the reviews are like, this was delightful. This was sweet. This was lovely. Those really are the descriptors of this book. I think your tweens could read this book and enjoy it. It is considered YA. It's not like teens in high school YA. There just happen to be children in it, but it just kind of feels like a a balm to your soul reading this book. I just found it really lovely. And if you need a book that is a feel-good book while being, you're going to be invested in the story, I would recommend it. Where are you at on your your yearly reading goal right now? You know, that's a good question because I have like 10 books that I need to add. So I have Roughly. added, according to Goodreads, I'm at 31 of 52. According to Goodreads, I am ahead of schedule. I always set my goal at 52, but I have several books to add. So I'm a little more than halfway there. I just... Yay. We're going to talk about TV next. I have been <laughs> reading way more than I watch TV. I'm not a good TV watcher when everyone's home. I just really want to catch up on so much TV. And I will even find myself reading like books that I'm not even really enjoying before I turn on the TV. And I want to stop that because there are so many shows. <laughs> I have a note in my phone of all the shows I want to watch. Just added One Tree Hill to it. And I'm so sad. <laughs> That so I'm not watching enough TV. So let's talk about what we're watching. You go first. You guys, you should see this list I have. I'm almost embarrassed about it. Don't but be. I love what? it. I am who I am. I enjoy 
entertainment. I like TV. The first thing I've been watching and watching a lot of it, and it's on at the freaking crack of dawn, and I always have to record it, is the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team playing in the Olympics. I have a note here, a shared note with Megan. I said, do not tell me the results of today's game, but it's okay. I couldn't resist. I looked. They lost. They're playing for bronze oh, later this week. Hey, hey. I know. Not, you know. It's still a medal. It is still a medal. They played in the Olympics. They're a killer team. There was like a meme going around. They're like, yeah, if you win gold, you're awesome. Everything else, you suck. I mean, come on. I think we could acknowledge that (laughs) playing in the Olympics is a feat in and of itself as we sit on our couches and I'm shoveling peanut butter M&Ms into my mouth. So (laughs) I'm like, oh, you're like, watch this Olympic sport. I could get all this whole bag down. In the next Before this game is over. Yeah, totally. Totally. Moving on from that, a quick update on my rewatch of Beverly Hills 90210. I am now on season six. I am impressed. I, when did you start this rewatch? Do you remember? I don't. Earlier this summer. I don't okay. know. Your power. The through. problem is, yeah, the problem that I have found, and I know that your husband did a rewatch of this show a couple years ago. Hulu does not have all the episodes on it. Right. So it will go from like episode one to episode four. And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, what? So I I looked why. And I guess it's like th- they don't have streaming rights to like certain the episodes, the music, or they want. This is like the most ridiculous thing to me is like it will be like popular episodes. Like, for example, I don't remember what season it is, but when David Silver's friend shoots himself accidentally, that episode is not on Hulu. And so the article I read said, like, oh, because they want you to buy the DVDs of it. What's like, who's buying DVDs anymore? Well, I do have that collection already. That's what I was going to say. We had to borrow Wendy's DVDs so that we could finish (laughs) the series and catch the episodes we had missed. Yes. Anyway, I'm on season six. This is, you know, Kelly comes home with her short hair and her boyfriend from New York. And like, mm. you know, I I think they're juniors in college now at this point. We're headed into like my least favorite seasons, actually. Like it was a real drag towards the end. But I don't love um, Kelly on cocaine. That's not my favorite storyline. <laughs> Kelly on cocaine. I do that. I am looking forward to that. Oh. She, we haven't. I haven't quite got there yet, but, you know cocaine she gets kidnapped she gets like shot at one point i think that's maybe the beginning of next season yeah and you know what i'll tell you this much a few episodes ago andrea zuckerman left and i cried i've seen that episode a million times and i freaking cried watching it again i I, you you know they have their farewell party at the peach pit right we i cried Mm -hmm. watching that episode to me it's very real like she's leaving the show so like to me those are like real goodbyes and i was like you could feel it yeah i anyway so yeah if you guys want to talk at 90210 you know where to find me my other shows i'm watching ted lasso made a return have Mm -hmm. you watched it megan i haven't because they released them week by week and i want to have a few built up before i before i dive in i'm saving them me and my that's appointment TV for us. We watch it the night it comes out. We just love us some Ted Lasso. Is it living up to your season one hopes and dreams? No. Yeah. I, there was so much you hype. S- sophomore season, always. Always. But there's only three kind of seasons letdown. of this show. They don't have time to not be great. I, 
I know. I mean, there's funny jokes and I laugh, but the, it, it's lacking that like kind of like charm a little mm-hmm. bit. So like it's only been two episodes. Let, they got to like work into their storyline for the right. season, you know. So <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. Up next for me is The White Lotus on HBO Max. Have you heard anything about this show? I've only heard people talking about enjoying it, but I know absolutely nothing about it. It's a little bit weird, a little bit quirky. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, guys. It has Connie Britton in it, and it has Jennifer Coolidge. Connie Britton. Is that her name? I love Connie Britton. Jennifer Coolidge. Am I thinking of the right person? You know, she was in... Yeah, that's her, Jennifer Coolidge. They have a, a young actress from Euphoria, who I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's good. I don't quite know what's happening <laughs> I don't, it's it's a it's a weird show but i'm into it and they filmed on location in hawaii at the four seasons in wailea which is a gorgeous hotel yeah and they and they like play hawaiian music throughout the entire episode which to me like i just love so much i don't i feel like hypnotized when i'm watching it i don't know it's a weird show and i'm i'm into it what is the genre of that show it's a comedy slash drama okay maybe i would like it then. Uh, yeah it's it's not, i don't know i don't know what it is about it i just feel hypnotized by it okay next up physical on apple tv have you heard anything about this show doesn't she have an eating disorder yes it it triggers me when i watch it to be quite honest it's uh-huh. a comedy drama series it has rose Byrne in it mm-hmm. And she's great. Yeah. So she she does have a eating disorder. It takes place in like the early 80s at the height of like aerobics. That's like a part of the storyline. The reason like I, I feel so uncomfortable when I watch it is that like she has like negative self-talk and like you hear her mm-hmm. like you hear her inside voice. And I was like, oh. This is how I talk to myself. I don't like, you know, like it right. feels very uh, just uncomfortable, uncomfortable. But I'm going to stick it out and, and see and see where it ends at. So but I would say stay away if you are triggered by. Yeah, I think that's negative. good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Next up for me as well. Sorry, I have a huge list here. So we're just going to go for it. Dr. Death on Peacock. That is based off of a podcast. Yes. Dr. Death. Did you ever listen to that? Yes. I listened to it with one ear because they were very difficult to listen to certain parts of it. Uh, very di- difficult to watch, too, because okay. they show this guy just hammering into people's like Ugh. spines with like those like, my husband was like, oh, my God, I can't like watch. He would like put his hands up to the TV or like, oh, the sound of that. You know, but how is it featured Joshua Jackson that, as a sociopath? Pretty good, actually. Right? Yeah, I kind of want to watch it, even though I know I'm going to have to close my eyes through half of it. I mean, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson has come a long way from his Dawson Creek days. I mean, I loved Pacey, to be honest. But me too. I um, think that's great casting because the whole story is like he's so charismatic that he gets away with everything, and so yeah. I, I don't want to believe that sweet little Pacey is this right. murderous sociopath. Totally. I liked it. And they dropped every episode. Like, oh, okay. So I gotta, I gotta, we just, you know, I gotta update my Peacock subscription to the good stuff. I enjoy Peacock. I think they're coming up with tons of uh, good new content coming out too. I'm down for Peacock. <laughs> I'm down for Peacock. <laughs> That's what we should call this episode. <laughs> anyway, now we're going to get on to like 
kind of the trash TV. Yeah, let's do it. Big Brother. Yes. You are watching? I am watching. I am behind like I am on everything, but I am watching and I am enjoying this season. Let's just add a note here that like our plans were to add a bonus Big Brother podcast episode. And then Wendy got the plague. I got... You too! I did. Um, I did. But I felt like that we were so far into the season so far, like a week and a half. It's like, like, oh, we can't do our first impressions. But we should do a mid-season, here are our thoughts, predictions about how the rest of the season is going to go, maybe later this month. Bonus. Okay. Do you you have a favorite on the show? Oh, I don't know anybody's name, but I do. Hold on. I'll tell you who my favorite is on the show. Talk about the show for a second. Well, if you guys don't know about Big Brother, it's like obviously a reality TV game show. This cast this year, I'm really enjoying. Mm-hmm. I they, they put that net out wide and they got a lot of people who are very interesting, I feel like, mm-hmm. and diverse. May I even say? Well, what do you think about that? Do you know that CBS has a new directive that requires 50% of their reality television show casts to be persons of color now? Only because you've told me. Yeah. <laughs> so as much as I would like, like, CBS deserves the credit for that. It's long overdue. The uh-huh. Big Brother production team kind of is like, we've always had a diverse cast. No, no, you have not. You've always had, like, <laughs> no. a token member of the LGBTQ community and a token person of color. But this year, yes, uh-huh. the cast is diverse, not only in terms of, I think, their racial diversities, but there's a lot of lifestyle diversity, which I really like. Mm-hmm. I would, my biggest complaint is I think the type of diversity we see the least, when we talk about this in Hallmark, is body diversity. Mm-hmm. Lots of skinny people. Yeah. Lots of Tiffany is my favorite. Yeah. Tiffany, that's who I was going to... Tiffany is my favorite, too! I love her. She's funny. She talks to the camera when nobody else is around. I do like her. I like her a lot. I think she's the one to watch, and now that I've said it out loud, she probably will go this week. So I really like her gameplay. Me too. Me too. And I really like, and I can't remember his name. He's the lawyer who says he's a bartender. He's so funny in his diary room confessions or whatever his interviews. Yes, that's it. Xavier. Yeah, I like Um, him too. He's super funny. I love it. Now, bigger trash TV, Love Island. I love it. I love it so much. I watched know- a couple episodes of this with Wendy when we were on our getaway. Oh yeah, that's right. I made you watch it. <laughs> it it didn't it didn't grab me. I was not invested in these people. No, it's because you need to watch from the the beginning. Yeah, you need yeah. to like know their backstory. Sure. Now I've never watched Love Island before. Last summer was the first time that I watched it. They have tons of variations like Australia and UK and all that stuff. I just like it. And it's on like every single night of the week except for two. So it's like one of those shows that I know is going to be on at nine o'clock and mm-hmm. I can just settle into and look at my phone and like, you know, whatever. I just like it. If you guys are watching Love Island, please email me and tell me who your favorite couple is. There's been a big shakeup this week. Ooh. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, I like that. Of course, I'm watching all the Real Housewives, Potomac, New York, Beverly Hills. They're not totally doing it for me this season, except for Potomac. I love Potomac, always and forever. Amen. But New York and Beverly Hills, I feel, are a little bit boring. I don't know if they need a cast shakeup, especially Beverly Hills. I'm not into Erica Jane's, like, grift 
acting status, <laughs> whatever's allegedly, whatever's going on with her and her husband and blah, blah, blah. I just don't care. I'm just not into it. Are you watching that show? You don't no, watch Beverly I have Hills, them all recorded, but eh. Eh. I just, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Is it just dated now? Like, are we still watching, like, these quote-unquote housewives have this, like, scripted drama same old fights yeah it's it's the same formula every season and usually there's like one or two that you go oh i'm excited to watch you but just i don't know should they just slash and burn the whole franchise or or what what do you think my problem with the housewives is look oc was the original i'm not saying it's the best but when that show started there were multiple streams of drama in the season now yeah. they're like, we're going to take one fight and we're going to make that the focus of our entire season. Yeah, and I stand that. I'm so tired of it. I don't need to see them rehashing these same stupid arguments for 12 episodes. I don't care enough. You Are you so boring that there's no other conflict in your lives to create? <laughs> it's like, you know, from the first or second episode what the conflict is going to be and where it's going to revolve. And it's boring. So... I, I agree. I, I just like I feel like we could do it in one or two episodes and be done. So I know. Perhaps I, know. I am I the know. wrong audience. I have never watched no. Potomac, but I know people Ugh, love that. Love so Potomac. maybe I should give that one a try. I never watched Potomac until last year because I was like, I don't even know where Potomac is at. It's in Maryland. And so I watched all the seasons last year and I just love it. I just love it so much. I'll add it to my ever-increasing list of shows that I should be watching. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's click in onto the one show you are watching. <laughs> I'm watching more than one show. Well, Love is Blind. Is that what you want to talk about? Yeah. I have not watched all of the reunion episodes, but... Me either. I think it's boring. I, I, you know, it's so funny. I turned it back on and I was immediate. I was like, do I really want to watch this? And then I was immediately kind of excited to see these people. If you miss Love is Blind, it came out just pre-pandemic 2020. And I think they did something that most people are not doing and that they dropped the episodes episodically, especially the finale. And that built up a ton of buzz. And we were all waiting for that finale to drop to see who was going to actually get married and who was not. I can remember watching it kind of in anticipation with everybody. And I am enjoying the reunion. I'm not sure we needed three episodes, three almost hour long episodes. I do. I was glad to see in the first 30 seconds that Giannina and Damien are just as toxic as ever. I'm glad they're bringing that drama. But it did have that like, oh, I'm kind of happy to see these people back on my screen. It it, it scratched that itch. So if you watched the original, just know that there are three new episodes. But it still is like season one catch up. But it's two years later. Anyway, yeah. a year and a half later, they're still calling it season one. It, I, that don't know why that. It's just me. because of the pandemic, like threw a real wrench into that. I think, obviously, production wise, right? I, but I think uh, now the timing is good. Like they should have waited. I think it's nice that they waited this long to get an actual follow up. You know, a three month follow up doesn't really tell you anything. Yeah, true, true. true I'm not true, mad about true, the timing. True. Go ahead. I will revisit. I just thought I watched the first episode and kind of fell asleep during it. So Mm. I just, it wasn't like, I wasn't like, I don't know, super wowed by it. The one 
the one bit of information that really I can't remember anybody's names, but it's it's kind of the good looking guy and the crazy girl Barnett. Oh, Barnett is that his and name? Amber, I and, believe his wife's name. Yes. Is. He sold his house and paid off her college debts. Oh, I didn't like he, and that. he's Sorry. Anyway, no, spoiler alert. It's fine. He sold his home, paid off her college debts. They now live in an apartment with a roommate. Oh. Yikes. Uh, Yikes. Seriously. Yikes but look. Right. Hey, make the choices that work best for you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, you know what I am watching a lot of? What's that? TikTok. And I, oh I'm not happy about it because it's definitely taking away. Like, sometimes I'll just, like, sit on the couch and scroll TikTok. I'm like, you could be watching a show right now. But I am still, the TikTok obsession is strong. And one of the things I really like about it, well, there's a lot of things I like about it. It just shows you, like, sometimes a song will come on and it's someone, like, telling the story of their kidnapping. I'm like, what the hell? Like, all these people have these wildlife <laughs> stories. But I also love the random appearance of celebrity accounts on my For You page. So Holly Madison, who you may remember from The Girls Next Door, former girlfriend of Hugh Hefner. All of a sudden, her account is showing up to me. Last night, I was How do they all... know you like... Yeah, how does, how does TikTok know that you like Holly Madison? Like, and I was... Have seen every single episode of The Girl Next Door, plus read her books. I was way into that show. Last night, David Archuleta showed up in my feed. That's bizarre. Bizarre. That's real stretch calling him a celebrity. I agree. (laughs) Agree. But he has a known name. And then her name is going to escape me. But the daughter of Candace Cameron Bure showed up on my For You page last night. I have no idea who that is. And who Candace Cameron is. I don't know her. She has a adult daughter yes she has an adult son and daughter anyway and how does how does tiknock know that you like these things like you like american idol you like holly madison and you like candace cameron so i don't love candace cameron like she's a little bit of a problematic conservative but we watch hallmark movies that she stars in correct correct what's the daughter's name olivia i almost said olivia jade Wrong celebrity kid. <laughs> Natasha Beret. Oh, okay. Anyway, she had done kind of like a slightly like risque Natasha oh. video. And everyone's like, you know, this is DJ Tanner's daughter in the comments, which I thought was funny. Anyway, it. I was listening to a podcast episode where they were talking about the TikTok algorithm. And what one thing I thought was really interesting that they said TikTok does differently than Every other social media site is that every social media site collects information about what you like. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they know what I like. So they're going to curate content and feed me based on what they know that I like in terms of ads and in terms of the way they set up my algorithm, right? What TikTok does differently is TikTok curates information about things that you do not like as well. And so based on how quickly you watch videos, videos you click away from, videos that you do not interact with. And so their algorithm is more dialed in because not only does it know what I like, but it knows what not to feed me. And Mm -hmm. the other piece is that because TikTok content is short, I mean, it's 
they have three minute videos on TikTok, but the vast majority of TikTok videos are 15, 30 seconds, 60 seconds. So in the span of 30 minutes, I can blow through multiple videos. And that is just like feeding TikTok so much information about what I like. And that is why the TikTok algorithm gets so dialed in. It's also what makes it so addicting. I mean, there are sponsored TikTok posts where they're like on the TikTok account and they're like, hey, maybe you want to take a break from scrolling. It's okay. Go to sleep. TikTok will still be here in the morning. And sometimes I'm like, you don't know my life, TikTok. And the other night that came up and I was like, you're right. I do need to go to bed. So I need to cut the TikTok addiction a little bit and start watching more TV. That's the goal. Whatever. I mean, you're being entertained. So I am. just go with it. Just go with it. But I do have FOMO on um, all the TV I'm not watching. Is that a reply all podcast episode about TikTok? It is. I'm, I saw it. Somebody else mentioned it too. So I will leave a link to it in our show notes if you want to know about the TikTok algorithm. Well, speaking of like watching social media, yeah. I have. Well, okay. Every week I watch two YouTube videos that I never miss. One is Leanne Says. She's been a YouTuber for many, 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 many years. She's in her early 30s. I don't want to say I hate watch her. I'm, I watch because she's about to give birth in the next four weeks. So now I have to like, it has to, you know, come. I need the season finale you know what right. i mean i need yes. to, i need to see i'm curious to see her trans she used to be like a makeup like youtuber yeah i want to see if she transitions into like a full mommy vlogger or like what's gonna happen there I, i'm just interested in seeing it the other one that i'm watching is tati and if you guys hate makeup then you don't want to watch tati she does makeup tutorials and talks about makeup and luxurious makeup and drugstore makeup and blah, 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 whatever. I just really enjoy watching her. She took a sabbatical. She was for off a year. Yeah. For, for a whole year and she's been back and she does two videos a week. And I just, I don't know what it is. It's very soothing to watch her put makeup on and talk about the products, especially now that there, she's not talking about any of the other like drama stuff like because mm-hmm. i don't care about that crap i just want to talk about that jason Wu makeup that you got from target that's what i want that's what i want to see so well and i, I think love, Tati's I thing has always been that she doesn't take pr right so anything that she's using she's bought herself and i always look there's granted there's money to be made but i do think that I trust her reviews sometimes over just your average beauty YouTube. She does take some PR. She d- she recently talked about she is receiving PR again after okay. a year, but and she's always discloses that stuff anyway, like you know, some some people don't. And um, she'll tell you when she doesn't like something. That's what I like the best. And she doesn't like trash it. She just be like this doesn't work for me because XYZ, right. you know. Right. Anyway, my daughter's like, please don't, can we, Jim, don't turn Tati on. I don't know why she hates it so much because I could watch it on the big TV. Are you watching it on the big screen? Sometimes I do. Sometimes, yes, I do. I like that. I feel like I would like to watch Tati on the big screen while I'm making breakfast or (laughs) cleaning the kitchen. Right? It's one of those things that you don't have to pay pay, like close attention to, but you can like have it on. You guys, if you want to watch some old YouTube videos of us, we do have a channel. It's called, hundreds it called? of them. Long, what's the channel called? YouTube.com. <laughs> oh, YouTube.com no. slash long story short show. That's it. You can throw our videos on 
and watch them. They're very entertaining. Well, I so. saw some of my husband's family this past weekend, and one of them was like, I'm not getting your videos in my feed anymore. And I said, well, that's because we're not making them anymore, but you can subscribe to our podcast. And she was like, how do I do that? So I showed her, and she was like, wait a minute, it's not video. You were so entertaining mm-hmm. on video. And I was like, but we're pretty entertaining on audio, too. <laughs> anyway, I think that about wraps up what we are listening to, watching, reading, loving, not so much loving, and... If you have a recommendation, I'm always open to that. I want book recommendations. I want your podcast recommendations. I want your music recommendations, your TV recommendations. Give them to us. Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. And we're going to come back with another recommendation of our own with Megan and Wendy approved. (laughs) Wendy's computer is about to die. So... Let's hop right into Megan and Wendy Approved. And Wendy, what do you have? I am talking about a mascara. And guess who told me about it? Tati. Tati. You guys. It's called What the Fake. Oh, my gosh. I didn't write the Essence. Essence makes it. Okay. What the Fake uh-huh. by Essence. It's a volumizing and lengthening mascara. It has nylon fibers in it, which create like a thicker and longer false lash look okay i mean that's a that's a little bit of a stretch but i know in some episodes recently i talked about like my mascara troubles because i yeah anyway i really love this mascara you buy it at ulta it's 4.99 and it's fantastic i love it and you know i went to bed last night with my makeup on because i'm lazy and i woke up this morning and i was like hey look at that my mascara is still on so <laughs> mascara looks great is it waterproof yeah, i always buy waterproof you yes. know what i don't know if this is waterproof i'm gonna i'm gonna have to look because i tend to grab waterproof because that's what i prefer but uh-huh. i don't know if this particular if they one make is a or waterproof not. version yeah um, i don't know are so the bristles plastic or brush their brush i believe that's my favorite but i don't know I, again i'm gonna have to look i have no idea i'm looking at a picture and it appears to be brush bristles which is my personal favorite i do not like a plastic bristled mascara wand personally well i mean for 4.99 like at least try it worth the try know? yes for i love sure. a drugstore mascara love it my love item is also from the drugstore although you can get it a number of places and that is the aquas hair towel this was an impulse purchase. Wendy was with me. We were yeah, in Target. Yeah, where did we get that at? Target, yeah. And it was kind of in one of those, if your Target is an updated beauty section where they have like the bins. Something about the way those bins are set up, it makes me feel like everything is inexpensive because there's just like bins and bins and bins. I'm like, oh, these are like, like travel size items. Go. Yeah. But they're not. Like sometimes they're full size, full price items. Anyway, I believe I paid 12 or $14. And essentially, the best way I can describe this hair towel is it's kind of like an elongated shower cap. It's microfiber. It has kind of an elastic around the base that you would put around your neck. You put your hair up, you twist it. It has a loop and a button closure to keep it on your head. It is a lighter weight, sleeker version of wrapping your hair in a big, heavy bath towel. The reasons I like it better than a bath towel, which I've done for many, 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 many years is one, it's much more comfortable than a bath towel on your head. And two, because it's microfiber, it's supposed to be better for your hair and to reduce frizz. Wrapping your hair in a towel, they say, can make your hair frizzier. I cannot speak to that. I've not done a side-by-side comparison. I just like it because it 
kind of absorb some of the water while I'm getting ready and it keeps my hair up and out of the way and it is comfortable to wear. And so for those reasons, I really like this hair towel. Now, there are lots of brands of this. You can find them. Ulta sells a version. The Kitsch brand makes one. There's tons of them. I would imagine they're all relatively the same. This just happens to be the one that I picked up in store in Target, and I like a lot. A side note about Target. Did you know that there is going to be a handful of Targets that are going to have an Ulta inside of it now? I did know that. There's only like one here in Southern California, one in Orange County. Um, Honestly, I think it's probably for the best that it's not in my local Target that I'm walking through an Ulta every time I'm buying detergent. I... I agree with that, too. But on the other hand, it's like I want to keep the two places separate because if I I enjoy each place separately, you know what I mean? Right. And it's not going to be a full Ulta like they're going to carry, you know, obviously a curated collection of items. I Mm -hmm. think it's a good idea. I mean, I think it's going to create, you know, make these some of these luxury brands available on a Target run. But yeah. for me, it wouldn't replace the experience of walking through an Ulta and looking right. at everything they have. I like that experience separate from my dog food and detergent right. buying experience. Like, do you remember when they had Sephora's inside JCPenney's? Vaguely. Yeah. yeah. Weird. I'm all weird. <laughs> Not weird. I mean, like, what? Are those gone? I haven't I mean, been I in a JCPenney in years. Uh, I don't know. There's not one around here anymore. There used to be one at Laguna Hills Mall, which is now defunct. But yeah, I think they're gone. So much noise outside my house. And I wonder if someone's actually here working. They may be working. I'd be shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Put in a pool, they said. It'll be great, they said. It's August and we're not even close. Okay. (laughs) Hey, guys. uh, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. If you haven't taken the time to leave us a rating and a review, we would love it if you would pop on over to MeganandWendy.com slash Apple Podcast. That link is in our show notes. It's easy to leave a rating and a review of our show. It helps other people find our show who may not be familiar with us. And we also like reading them as long as you have something nice to say. We will be back on Thursday. Guys, guess what's back? Girls what? Gone Hallmark. Because yeah. Summer Nights is back for the entire month of August. And you know Wendy was so thrilled with that news. But it's been a while since we've done a Hallmark review. So we can't wait. I can't wait to talk about that movie on Thursday. It's a two-episode week. So we'll see you then. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, guys.